Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. I had a recent shame spiral that I shared about over on my Instagram. I went live and talked about it over there. It was my mom brought my baby book and I just noticed myself falling into this shame spiral when I realized that I didn't have baby books for all my kids. And I want to talk about that a little bit today. And I want to talk about three ways or three things that you need to do to stop a shame spiral. So first of all, let's talk about what is a shame spiral. Well, when we feel shame, it's often because of a, it's coming from a place of like inadequacy or not enough. And so what can sometimes happen is when we feel that shame, it sends us into a frenzy of looking in our life for all the other ways that we're not adding up or we're not good enough or um, the actual definition of shame. Like if you were to look it up in the dictionary, it's a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So it's like, it's when you know the consciousness of wrong is like, you know, you should have done this then you feel shame because you didn't or you should not have done this and you feel shame. And it's interesting that that's the words that came out because one of the ways you can know you are in an emotion of shame is when you start using the word should. When you start shoulding yourself, should always equates to the emotion, almost always equates to to the emotion of shame. So if you catch yourself saying like, I should have done this, I should have left sooner, I should have put up boundaries. I should have done those baby books. I should have gotten the divorce earlier. I should have tried harder to fix the relationship. I should have, like whatever it is, if you're saying should, if you you notice there's should in there, your primary emotion is probably shame. Now, shame is fine. It's when we get, I don't want to say shame is fine. We don't want to feel shame. We should not feel shame. But It's when we get in what's called a shame spiral. So it's like you think this one thing, like my thought was I should have done the baby book for my youngest. And then what happened is my my brain started to offer me all the other ways I wasn't a good mom, all the other shoulds I should have done. Now, keep in mind, when that third baby was born was the first time I learned about or the first time I realized about infidelity in my marriage. So I'm pregnant and then with a new baby and I'm also realizing my husband's being unfaithful. So the baby book didn't make it to the top of my to-do list. And there's a practical side of my brain that knows that and is like, oh yeah, well, you did the best you could. You had a lot going on. But then there's this like devilish side of my brain that's like, oh, well, you should have done better. A good mom would have done the baby book and a good mom would have made sure that 
Her kids had their scrapbooks done and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so I recognized that I was in it and I'm like, yeah, I'm done in this shame spiral. I want out. So let's talk about what to do when you feel yourself getting into a shame spiral. So the very first thing that you have to do is you have to recognize the shame. You have to become familiar with that emotion. And the only way you become familiar with that emotion is to become familiar with all your emotions, to start naming the feelings that you are having. When you are in my mentorship, part of the journal that I've created has a couple things. One, it has a feelings wheel. You can just go Google feelings wheel and you can find one, but it helps take like the primary basic emotions like happy, sad, anger, and it helps bring them out in this wheel to deeper, more uh, intricate and intimate emotions. So that's a really good one. But I also have two full pages inside the journal called Find My Feels. And it's literally two pages of feelings, individual feelings listed out to help you figure out what emotions you're feeling. Because that's one of the most important pieces of work we do inside the mentorship is to understand what emotion we are feeling or experiencing. So you gotta you gotta get real familiar with your emotions. You've gotta learn to name your emotions so that when shame comes, you know, oh, this is shame. I know this because I've felt it before. So you've got to recognize the shame. Then you've got to acknowledge the shame. So for me, I immediately recognized it and immediately was like, okay. I see you, shame. I see you coming. I see you trying to offer me all kinds of crappy thoughts about my mothering. So you've got to be able to acknowledge it. And I, when I am, you know, to this working on my emotions and I get to this place of acknowledging the emotions, I just talk to my brain. Because it's a thought that creates the emotion. And I just call BS on my brain. I think I might have actually on... Saturday when I, you know, was looking at my baby book and I felt myself spiraling, I think I might have actually said out loud, okay, I'm done shaming myself. Or I don't remember if I said I'm done or you're done because I was talking to my brain. But basically I was like, yeah, I've had enough of this. I recognized it. I acknowledged it. And then you have to redirect the shame. And so for me, in that particular situation, One of the things that I did was I started to make a mental note of all the things that were going on when that third baby was a baby, when you would fill out the baby book. And I started to remind myself, okay, well, you had three kids, three and under. You had two kids not walking. You had two kids not potty trained. You had a husband who was going out on you. You had, you know, and I just listed all of these things to remind me, like, you didn't just not do the baby book because you're lazy. You didn't just not do the baby book because you didn't want to. And then once I kind of listed all those out, I let my brain move to what did I do? How was I a good mom? How did I show up for my kids? And I can say I was a fully present mom. I didn't have a smartphone back then, and I praise the Lord. I didn't have a smartphone because I would have probably 
very easily gotten sucked into the smartphone. I didn't have Instagram. I was barely on Facebook. I didn't know what podcasts were. Like I had very little distractions in my life, which on one hand made me feel all of my emotions during this, but it also let me feel my emotions. I had less, I knew of less ways to numb myself than I would know of today. But I was also right there in the moment with my kids. It was just most days I felt like the kids and I against the world and they were my safe place. And so I had to go back to that, go back to those moments where they were little and we were in the house and I was right there in the playroom with them. And, you know, I wasn't on my phone and I wasn't distracted and just Remember what that part of my mothering felt like. So the one thing that you cannot do is you cannot make yourself wrong for getting into a shame spiral. If you try to like belittle or berate yourself out of it, that will never work. If you try to shame yourself out of it, well, you shouldn't be thinking this. That's ridiculous. Stop thinking that. That is never going to work. We don't heal ourselves by belittling ourselves. We don't heal ourselves by shaming ourselves. We heal ourselves by loving ourselves. And I like to ask myself, there's a couple questions you can ask yourself when you're trying to decide how you want to talk to yourself. One is, if this were my daughter and this was her experience and she was coming to me with this pain, how would I talk to her? What would I say to her? Well, I'm not going to say to her, you shouldn't be thinking that. I'm going to say, oh, honey, you had a lot going on. Of course you didn't get those baby books done. Think about it. Your husband was out cheating. You were trying to take care of babies. You had two babies who couldn't walk. Like, And she'd start listing all the things that made me amazing. The other way I sometimes like to think about it is I like to think about myself, like my inner child. And I will think about like my eight-year-old self. And if it was my eight-year-old self who was feeling shame, how would I want to talk to her? It's the same way I'd want to talk to my girls. But when you think of yourself as this little eight-year-old girl, it's a lot easier to talk to yourself in a compassionate way. You know, the ironic thing about this whole story of my mom bringing my, my baby book to me and the reason she did is because a couple of weeks ago, I went, I went away on a three-day mastermind to learn how to reach more women who need my mentorship. And so I went to this mastermind to learn some skills. And I needed the time of my birth for something. There's something called human design. I don't understand it. I don't know if I fully believe in it. But the presenter of this says, like, based on where we were born and what time we were born, we're a particular type. And so there, it was like helping to determine our strengths so that we make sure that we show up in our business and our strengths and like you learn to hire out the things that aren't maybe your strengths in your business. And we couldn't find my original birth certificate. And my mom was like, I know I gave it to you. I'm like, well, mom, I don't have it. Mine does not have the birth date on. So anyway, she went looking for my baby book. She found my baby book. We were able to get my, um, we were able to get my time of birth. But in that baby book, when she brought it, because then she had dug it up and she's like, well, I'm going to give it to her. So she brought it to me when she came to visit. In there is an envelope 
of a haircut. Now, you know, we keep like baby's first haircut. We take little snippets of their hair. No, this was a haircut when I was eight years old. There's hair in my baby book from an eight-year-old haircut. And while at the time I was like, mom, seriously, this is ridiculous. And I was like so blonde and I'm like, oh, I would pay to have this color of hair. But it was a reminder to me of that little eight-year-old girl that still lives inside of me. That little eight-year-old girl who just wants me to heal. The little eight-year-old girl who wants me to forgive myself. The little eight-year-old girl who doesn't want me to be so hard on myself. And so, yeah, my baby book tried to let me be a reminder of all the things I wasn't. But what it's really doing is pushing me into who I really am. And so that's the power of learning to get ourselves out of a shame spiral. Because if I hadn't gotten myself out of that shame spiral, I'd still be with a burr up my butt about not having these baby books done. And I'd probably be pulling those baby books out and trying to finish them. And I'd be finishing them with so much resentment and so much anger. And I don't want to do that. I want to do their scrapbooks and their baby books from a place of love and joy and compassion and empathy and grace for myself, for all of the weight that I carried when I could have been doing baby books. And I can't do that from a place of shame. And you can't show up and offer your family and the world your gifts from a place of shame. So whatever that thing is that you're feeling shame about in this betrayal experience, I want you to take these three steps to get you out of that shame spiral. Because you are so loved and so good just the way you are. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning. Thank you.